All right, guys, it's Tim Mullen with Fight for the Frontline here. And I am here today with a special guest, um, Jamie Janaud. And Jamie is a, a firefighter in Leduc who uh, has been on leave without pay since November 1st. Uh, and we're trying to save his job. Jamie uh, should be getting back to work here. He should have been working uh, through November and some of December. He should be going back to work in January, but he's not. So I want to introduce you guys to Jamie. And um, there's going to be a call to action at the end of this, uh, this interview. Uh, and I hope you stay tuned for that. But uh, Jamie, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. I, I really appreciate this uh, opportunity to say what's going on with, with my uh, situation, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, we've, you know, this organization fight for frontline started uh, about two or maybe even three months ago, man, since um, this AHS policy came down uh, the, the vaccine mandate and is threatening the employment of uh, a bunch of frontliners, uh, firefighters and different things like that. Um, I, I found out about you uh, through your wife and uh, your story is particularly unique because while other uh, employers, other contract service providers and fire departments are doing their utmost to keep their staff at work and, you know, they're, they're having to comply with the AHS policy, but uh, they're, they're following the deadline extensions, right? So AHS came out and said, um, you know, the, the first deadline was November 1st. Uh, if you haven't complied uh, you're going to be on leave without pay as of November 1st. All the fire departments said, okay, guys, November 1st, I'm sorry, but you're going to be on leave without pay. Then right before that deadline happened, AHS amended their deadline to December 1st. Um, and all the other departments breathed a sigh of relief and said, hey, uh, good news, guys, we can keep you working for another month. AHS has extended the deadline. Your fire department did not do that. Then they extended it again to January or, or to uh, December 13th. Mm -hmm. And again, right at the last minute, they extended that deadline and all the other fire departments breathed a sigh of relief and said, Oh, thank God we can keep you working another two weeks and at least hopefully give you a little bit of money for Christmas. Uh, now AHS has changed their policy once again and said, Oh, guess what? We're doing what you guys asked us to do all along. We're going to allow the unvaccinated to be tested on a regular basis to show you're safe for work. This is what we've been fighting for the whole time at fight for frontline. And so mm -hmm. as of January 10th, now uh, it sounds like healthcare workers, and that includes, I would imagine contractors are going to be allowed to uh, all these employees are going to be allowed to come back to work as long as they're willing to test. Again, you haven't heard boo from Leduc about this, not one word. So, um, so, so that's why you're on this podcast. So I, I but I want to find out a little bit more about you. Um, what's your story? Where, where are you from? What got you into firefighting? That sort of thing. Wow. Um, I, I was born and raised in the Duke. I'm kind of one of the few guys here who's actually from the community. Um, and lived here my whole life. Um, you know, I, uh, I used to be into cars and computers and, I just didn't really fit in with that crowd though, as far as jobs, jobs went. <clears throat> and uh, I knew a couple guys at the local gym who, who were firefighters and like, how do you like your job? Right. And they all, they all had the resounding same answers. Like, I, I love my job. Like, and, and to me, from a guy who went to my, my job at the time and I would count every minute of every day that I was there because I couldn't stand it. Like that, that was pretty, 
profound mantis. He's somebody that I love my job, right? And and the other the other benefit of that I'd played team sports my whole life, right? So um, they were talking about the whole team environment, and those those two really and and it's a very physical job, right? So those like those the combination of things just really seemed to line up with me, right? Um, and I, I guess that kind of all was kind of around a little a little bit after the whole a couple of years after the, the Twin Towers. Uh, happened and I, I remember watching that at school um i was going to college at the time and uh and that had a definite impact on on how i looked at my life i'm like wow i'm fixing people's computers or making sure their networks are running and what what uh what does that really matter at the end of the day All right, uh, Jamie's a family man. He, he's uh, we we had a little interruption there from a, a kid and a dog. It's a busy household. Uh, but Jamie, you were talking about how uh, you watched uh, those twin towers fell. Let's pick up there and, and tell us what that meant to you. Yeah, well, it, it just it just made me feel like uh, what I was doing with my life really didn't matter at the end of the day. Um, and so that that again had an impact on my decision on what I wanted to do with myself. Right, and I, I wanted to help people at the end of the day. I wanted to do something that mattered. Right. Um, and then you combine that with um, what I had talked about before at the, the firefighters I knew and how they love their job. It was a team environment and it was like physically active and fit. And like, that just, just rang all the bells for me. I'm like that, I think that's what I need to do. Right. Um, and I kind of went, went down the path of like, put my house for sale. And uh, I, I, I signed up for ESA and took their actual fire Academy um, and, and went through that. And, I did that in 2005. Um, so I became a, a certified 101 firefighter. Um, and right after that, I was able to get on with Luke Fire um, as, a, as a volunteer, they called it back then, right? Um, now, now the, clearly, like Edmonton in our region is, is the fire department to be, right? It's the big, the big kahuna. But uh, part of it was I wanted to, like, serve my community, the, the people that I grew up with and and at that time, I think Lydia was like, I know, 18,000 people, right? It's almost doubled in size since then. Um, right. But uh, so, you know, I would I would often go to the grocery store. Anywhere I went, I would run into somebody I know, knew, right? It was just that kind of place, right? Um, and and so I wanted to serve my community. So I got on with Lydia as a volunteer. I did that for a couple of years. And then and it was like doing uh, odd jobs um, as, as kind of work to kind of um, – pay my way in life and pay my, my mortgage and stuff. But I'm like, I want to do this as a career. So um, I, I know at the Duke, we had to be a, an EMT at the time to, to be a full-time firefighter. So I'm like, okay, I got to go, go to school. So I went back and took my uh, EMT again at ESA or a really, really good school. Um, and, uh, and got that. And it's like, it's, it's weird. And I don't believe in coincidence at all. Um, so things happen for reason, right? I'll look at my, my, class number for fire was 0508 my class number for emt was 0805 and like uh i remember getting a phone call from dc clancy at the time on when i was bartending at the nisq inn and uh it was like uh, december late december and uh he's like he wanted to he was waiting for me like have you got your marks back have you got your marks back yet and he was calling me like almost every week right and finally i'm like yeah i passed him good he's like all right you're starting uh january right and and 
again, luckily at the time or luckily or coincidence, whatever you want to call it, but like Luke went from having like a very small amount of full-time guys to, to going to like um, full-time for, what was it, what did they hire? They hired like 12, 12 guys wow. at one time, really increased their, their full-time presence. Right. And it's like, yeah, just, just all lined up. Right. It was, it was really right. weird. And I, I got to go on and, and be a firefighter and I, I loved it. I loved being able to help people. And it was uh, it was just a great thing. And I, I, I've been there with people I've known my whole life when they, they were, they're passing, right. It was just surreal. Like how many times I've run to people that I've known for a long time who are having a situation. It's like, doesn't it, it can be good or bad, like depending yeah. on how, how you, you cope with those things. But um, luckily I have a very positive outlook on life. Right. So right. I, I look at that. I was like, I was able to do my best to help you um, in, in a, in a really bad time for you and, and your family. And, you know, uh, as long as I don't screw up, I, I don't feel, I feel good about that. Right. Mm. Like as long as I've done my best to help you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of been my, my progression and, you know, I've been, you know, being a family man too, like, like kind of as all that's going on, like I, I started, I had my first kid when I was like 21 and, you know, ADHD being what it is, I, I, uh, have some impulse control issues. Right. So I've got quite a couple of kids, like five kids and they're always at my house and I take care of them. And I kind of valued that above like, you know, and, and I'm not judging anybody, but some people think they need to provide for a kid's money. But for me, time is the most important thing. Right. So right. I've always, always thought I wanted to have my kids with me and I've always had my kids with me and I look after them all the time. And, um, you know, two of my kids are special needs. So that, that really, uh, yeah. I, I want to get, I want to get to your family here in a sec, but I, for, for yeah. the second, I just want to bring it back to um, you got into this profession to help, help people and specifically yeah. your community. I mean, if, if you're a fire chief, I can't, I, I can see why DC Clancy was excited to, for you to get your marks and was raring at the bit because you, you fit the exact type of person you want in a fire service, someone who is local to the community, who grew up there, who has deep roots in that community, who has a heart to help and to live a life of meaning and, and to take on that specific type of service, uh, for the community. Cause not everyone wants to do that. Not every, every, you know, uh, you talk about being a team player and growing up in team sports. Um, you talk about fitness and working out, you talk about that, that, desire to to live a life of meaning and when you see those twin towers fall your first impulse is i need to do something i i need to be one of those guys that is that's not a common thing to have those are the exact kind of guys i mean you fit the mold perfectly for what you would want as a fire chief in in terms of your firefighters um that it's those are rare traits all, all of those together in one package are extremely rare. And so I could see why they were excited to have you and, um, you know, uh, go. So how long have you been, um, with Leduc fire serving the community? Well, like I started, so I started as 2006 as a volunteer and then 2000, I think it's 2009. I became full-time. So as in, in total, I've been since 2006, I guess that's 16 years as a, right. as a member of the city of Leduc fire services. So that's the longest time in my life I've been part of anything really. So, like it's a, a big deal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and in terms of, uh, you know, your, your workplace, 
Uh, I know that you're very involved in, you know, extracurricular activity. You, you, you do fitness training for guys, I, right? I do. Yeah. I, I manage some of the fitness training stuff. I, uh, train a couple of guys and, uh, you know, they're pretty, pretty strong guys, like a couple of guys with way stronger than me, um, basically following my tutelage for like four or five years. Right. So, um, right. I do that. I, uh, like I love kids, right. That's, that's no, no shock. So I head up the organize a kid's Christmas party every year. It was kind of a little fire tradition and um, kind of went to the wayside for a couple of years. And then I kind of picked it up because uh, tradition is very important in the fire service and, and the fire department's a uh, family. So you're supposed to really embrace that. And uh, I thought that was really important. And so I've been organizing that for the last few years, obviously since COVID came on that kind of uh, went to the wayside as well. But uh, those are two of the, the bigger things I did. And um, you know, often guys will come, come to work and be down and, and, uh, and stressed out and negative, but I, I always love to go to work. I always love my yeah. job. You know, I'm very proud to be part of the fire department. One of the things that's really impressed me about you, Jamie, is, you know, we've had a lot of private conversations. I know that, uh, this, this layoff or, or this leave uh, of absence or whatever has really placed a toll on you. Um, and yet you're able to maintain uh, a positive attitude. You're able to, you, you, when, when I talk to you, I don't get a sense that you harb any, harbor any grudges or ill will towards people that you would, you know, understandably have every right to harbor some ill will and, and bad feelings towards. Um, you know, th- this has been a family for you for 16 years and, and now you've been um, shunned essentially from it. Right. And, and that is never an easy thing. Um, you, you talk about, um, let's, I'm going to get into a bit of, of how this has impacted you in a bit here, but um, I, I want a lot of people out there might be wondering, well, wh- why aren't you taking the vaccine? So tell, tell us why, why don't you just get vaccinated? What's the, what's the problem? Like you've got a family, Jamie, why don't you do the responsible thing and, you know, bite the bullet, even though you don't want it. What's, what's going on. I think the biggest thing to me is I I grew up in a a religious family and uh, I I definitely believe in following the Bible and um, this part in Exodus where uh, it talks about, um, you know, uh, if a baby is harmed, due to uh, strife from two men than whatever uh, unborn, unborn child. So a pregnant woman with an unborn child, if that, if that uh, child is harmed, then whatever harm is laid upon it by, by the men um, should be laid upon, upon them. Right. So basically an eye for an eye, right. life for life. Right. So, uh, and that's just is one example. There's many examples in, in the Bible about that. And um, uh, basically every vaccine um, was either developed with or tested with, um, aboard a fetal, fetal cells from the HEK 293 line. And uh, I, I can't with my good conscience uh, t- take that. Right. It just, it just, it just not possible for me. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, there, that's understandable. And, and, <clears throat> but you should be getting a religious exemption. No, don't, isn't there not in the charter religious exemptions for, uh, there um, is, and, and I've applied for one, and uh, the union right now is uh, going to take that to arbitration to to try and uh, make that happen for me, right? Okay, um, so your your religious exemption has been denied. Others, again, you yeah, know, I know other guys on other departments that have gotten their religious exemption accepted mm-hmm. on uh, grievance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and, and again, fetal cell lines uh, have been 
saw it. So, and, and if they, if, if they provide you an, uh, or an exemption, um, under the, well, I mean, all it means is they, they have to accommodate you, right. It means that they Correct. can have to try to find you other work. If you're, if you're, if you can't ride the ambulance because you're unvaccinated, mm-hmm. they find other work for you where, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and your County, from what I understand has a policy that says, uh, you can either be vaccinated or test regularly. Is that correct? Uh, for its I'd employees? Have, I'd have to, I have to have double check on that, but I believe that's the case. And I would totally be open to getting uh, rapid tested to right. be able to go to work. Um, I, yeah. I have no issues with that. Uh, it's, that's the vaccine. That's the big issue for me. Right? Yeah. Th- this has everything to do with the AHS mandate. Um, and, and so your religious exemption has been denied, but at this point, your re- religious exemption shouldn't even matter anymore because AHS themselves have said, Oh, you're exempt. As long as you get tested, you don't have to be vaccinated as of January 10th. So, okay. So we have a good understanding of, of why, I mean, you, you just have a deeply religious view on this. You don't want to support um, anything that has to do with abortion in any way. You can't live with yourself or your conscience uh, because of your, your religious faith and your beliefs. And, mm-hmm. you know, you probably are the type of guy who would never uh, uh, so deeply wound his integrity uh, and still be able to look himself in the mirror and be the kind of father and, and man you want to be for your children. Is that fair to say? That's hundred percent correct. I, yeah. I would, uh, I, yeah, I'd probably hate myself and then yeah. greatly mentally with everything else I did. Like you look, you look at the yeah. fact that I organ helped organize the kids Christmas party. I love kids, right? right? Yeah. Children and babies. And um, we learn in, when we go to EMT school or paramedic school, like life begins at conception, right? These are things right. we learn, right? Uh, scientifically, medically, aside from the religious belief I have. So it's like, I just don't understand. Um, it's, yeah. not, it's not okay with me. Yeah. And, and, you know, to make it even uh, more of your case, you, before the vaccines were even available, you got and recovered from COVID and you, you've taken the antibody test. You have provable laboratory verifiable immunity to COVID-19. Yeah. So you probably actually have better immunity than your, your simply vaccinated colleagues. Uh, yeah. you, you are less of a threat by virtue of your immune status than they are. You know, listen, I'm, I'm double vaccinated and I've been off work for three weeks now because of COVID. I got COVID despite being double vaccinated. This is tearing through departments through the vaccinated. And so the vaccines are not offering the workplace protection that they were advertised to. And so that's what I think one of the reasons why they're getting rid of the, the vaccine mandate and, and going to allowing testing so that um, able-bodied people can come back to work. But let's get back to your situation again. So you have been, you, you've got a family of five, a, a lovely wife, been off work no, since November 1st yeah. without pay. Has, has there been any attempt to provide accommodations for you uh, and, and like alternate work? No, nothing whatsoever. And, um, I shouldn't say no attempt. I mean, uh, you know, the, the chief, uh, chief Clancy is a, is a solid, solid individual. And he's, uh, checking on me a couple of times and just with email and see how you doing, man, what's going on. And, and I asked him some questions and so he looked into it and, um, you know, and, and, you know, his, his response back from, from his bosses and 
is, you know, we can't, we can't do that. We've got to follow the policy. And, you know, I, 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 I guess I just don't understand and I'm, I'm not holding yeah. any grudges because I don't know. And I, I found through life that uh, you can assume things um, and it just ends up um, being wrong all the time. Right. I'm yeah. not going to assume that I know what they're thinking or how they're going yeah. about it. I don't understand. Right. Um, and that's right. why I'm, yeah. And yeah, it, and, it, and it, it, you know, we, we shouldn't, uh, I guess, impugn, you know, try to impugn or I guess at, at motives here um, at, at all. But the fact of the matter is um, you were put on leave of absence without pay. This had everything to do with the AHS policy because it was after the AHS policy and mandate was implemented that they brought it in and they followed the date. And but yet they didn't uh, amend the date when AHS amended their date and extended the deadline. They did. They extended it twice. Uh, other employers have extended their deadlines to match AHS's because they want to keep their guys employed. Other employers have done their best to try to accommodate guys and provide alternate meaningful work within their organizations um, to, to keep them employed. Uh, so, you, but you have had none of that. So you've been without any income whatsoever for yourself since November 1st. But the other thing other employers are doing is allowing, is giving guys their, their loo time and their banked uh, annual vacation and, and any of those banks that the department owes you because of the hours you've worked that are contractually owed to you. Have you been able to get at least some money for annual leave or loo, loo banks or any of this money owed to you? So uh, carry no. you over. Th- no, so over I, Christmas, I did, yeah. ask about it. I did ask the chief and he's like, yeah, I'll look into that for sure. And uh, again, the answer he got from, from the city was no. And I'm like, okay, that's the way that blows like, my mind. What do you, so they owe you how, how many, how many hours does the department owe you? Like how many hours do you have banked in terms of annual leave and loo time and stuff? Oh, would you guess? I have no, uh, we don't, we don't do loo uh, at Leduc, but I did have, I had the whole month of December booked off. Um, so I still have 200 hours of uh, vacation. Um, so you have 200 hours of vacation. So you could have taken the whole month of December off and, yeah, and received a paycheck, it. basically yeah. annual. And, yeah. and you didn't get paid even though, no. so, so they, they wouldn't give you annual leave to help you pay the bills through Christmas. No, I, I don't understand why, but that is, uh, that's, uh, I don't understand that. That, I mean, we're trying not to impugn motives here, but that almost seems cruel and unusual. Like they have the ability, they owe you the money. It's Christmas time. It's the time of year when Jamie Janod puts on a kid's Christmas party and tries to lift spirits. And, and I mean, the Christmas spirit and kids and all that stuff are like part of the core of your, of your being. Yeah. And it, it seems like, I mean, if I was trying to wound you, it would be the, the hardest. It would be at Christmas time, take away all your tools to provide joy for your, for kids. And, um, oh man, I, I'm just, uh, yeah, this, uh, I have no words, Jamie. I'm, I'm sorry you're going through this brother. And, uh, I hope we can, we can do something to rectify this. How's, how's this, um, impacted you? Um, personally in your family well i I guess the the biggest thing is i i definitely ask the questions because i'm not trying to i'm trying to understand i was trying to understand like why right and then um, it makes me like well am i just a crappy employee um 
And are you getting any reasons or are you just getting, you know, I I haven't, I haven't asked any specific reasons. Um, like, like, you know what I mean? But it it definitely makes me feel like way I must've been a bad employee. They're trying to get rid of me and this is a good way to do it or, or, or whatever. Um, what, what, what things have I done wrong? Right. Cause, and it definitely makes me feel, um, like they don't value me in any way at all. Any of the contribution I've given to the city and, and anything, it just makes me feel like absolutely worthless. Um, yeah. You know, I've given 16 years of my life to, to uh, try and help the community. Right. Um, uh, as far as my family, like it makes, makes as a man, it makes you feel um, more than worthless to not be able to help provide for your family. Right. Yeah. Um, wasn't able really to provide, provide my kids the Christmas that, that I normally do. And then uh, my, my mental health has been pretty, pretty negative um uh, because yeah. of that so it, it just it, everything is just a struggle every day right like it it sucks and i've never had uh funnily enough from the job i've never had uh really ptsd anything like that like i've always been very positive and and whereas this is actually something that's really affected my mental health right um, well yeah i mean you know we, we get into this profession uh to provide value and meaning to our our lives. And we do that by serving our community, by, mm-hmm. by helping others. And you, you, you aren't able to help others. And so where's the meaning in your life? You know, our identity as men, as family men is we provide for our family that has been removed from you. You know, you're now, uh, it's, it's a huge hit to one's identity and one's ego to now have your wife supporting the family and not knowing what you can do and, you know, second guessing everything. And, and then on top of that, your fire department colleagues are your, are your family. I mean, they're not just coworkers. They're guys that you bleed in battle with that have your, you you have each other's backs. You, you face the, the best and worst of humanity and, and, you know, confront chaos on a daily basis and restore order and do it together and rely on each other. And that has been removed from you. And, um, yeah, so, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I feel for you, you know, I, I wish there was more we could do for you, but you know, what we're doing here, uh, audience is we're trying to raise awareness. We're trying to put a face to the people that are affected by this. And it's, it's not just Jamie here that is affected. It's, it's his community. It's the whole health system in a sense, we, we are under the gun right now. We are uh, short-staffed. This Omicron surge, uh, if you want to call it that, is, is wiping out staff members. It took me out of the game for three weeks, despite being vaccinated. Um, you know, it's taking other coworkers out. Uh, our, our system is, is at a breaking point. You know, we lost a paramedic a couple of weeks ago, um, and, and there wasn't an ambulance within 30 minutes to, to respond to him and help him out. Uh, so, you know, we're all under the gun and short-staffed, and, and it's no fun knowing that there's able-bodied people ready to work that are actively being prohibited from working. And, you know, what blows my mind, too, is that, you know, I, I don't understand why employers, and specifically your employer, isn't isn't just doing some things to try to keep you there. They can keep you at work if they wanted to. Um, other departments are doing it. Other contractors are doing it. Uh, so, so that has to add insult to injury, especially when you have a service who 
on the side of your trucks, your motto is our family serving your family, right? Our family protecting yours. Our family protecting yours. So it can't feel like you've got much of a family uh, right now. And you, uh, you know, like to me, this is not uh, indicative of family values. This is, you know, I wouldn't leave one of my, my family members out, out in the cold when there are things I could easily do to keep them inside, you know, to keep them in the, in the family and part of the group and part of the tribe. Um, I could easily keep, keep you part of the tribe. So there we're at. So guys, here's what we're going to do for Jamie at fight for the front line. We fight for the front line. We fight for those people, men and women who fight for you, who have spent a career serving you, who have spent a career risking their, their lives and their health and their, their mental health time with their family to serve you. And here's your opportunity to help Jamie out. Um, we, we need to put some pressure on uh, the city of Leduc. And so you'll see down below some links to and emails to uh, town councillors and politicians uh, in the Leduc area. Uh, they need to be aware of this. They, they, I'm sure they're not aware. If, if they were aware, I can't imagine that they would um, let this kind of leadership uh, continue that they, they, I have to believe that they would do the right thing and say, bring our local boy, our local hero, uh, our, our Christmas spirit, uh, Jamie, our peer fitness trainer, our, you know, this local kid who has spent his life training and serving his community, who's now facing a life doing what going back to being a bartender, going back to, to doing something, less, you know, that this man has incredible amount of, of training experience and he's being sidelined right now at a time when we need him most, when the community needs him most. So we're going to ask you to, to write um, these people. We're going to ask you to go to our website, fightforfrontline.com and subscribe as a frontliner so that you can get regu regular calls to actions and updates about our legal battles and our fight for the frontline. And we're going to ask you to, to donate. Um, we're going to use that money to support uh, legal causes and to support uh, people like Jamie who uh, are suffering now having to figure out how to pay bills and, and put presents under the tree and different things like that. So uh, go to fightforfrontline.com. All the links are, are going to be down below and uh, please help us out. Uh, Jamie, any, any last words you want to leave with? Uh, you know, I, I just say thank you, Tim, for, for all the help you've uh, given me so far, man. I really appreciate it. And I just, I'm glad to have this opportunity to, to let people know um, my story and how, how it's deeply, deeply affected me and my family. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Uh, hang in there, brother. Help is coming. You know, I, I sense that the tide is turning. I sense that people are are starting to wake up to uh, some of the things that are going on and um, are starting to realize that that this helps no one uh, at all. It, it doesn't keep our community safer. Um, you know, like I said, you you're willing to get tested. You already have provable lab verifiable natural immunity there's absolutely no logical reason at all to keep you off work and so hopefully we can get you back to work soon brother and uh thanks for joining us